It's a new year and a new chance for you to make a fresh start with your compliance. For the next 31 days on the FCPA Compliance Report, we're going to be bringing you a daily tip, strategy, or idea that you can use to improve your program. Here's your host, Tom Fox, the Compliance Evangelist. This month's sponsor of 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program is Affiliated Monitors. Founded in 2004, Affiliated Monitors provides professional, independent, integrity monitoring and ethics and compliance assessments nationally and internationally and across almost all industries. With its knowledge of effective ethics and compliance programs and cultures, Affiliated Monitors is respected for its work as the corporate monitor on matters ranging from multinational corporations to small and mid-sized companies and even individuals. Having served in over 750 monitorships, no one has more experience as an independent monitor than the team at Affiliated Monitors. For more information on how an independent monitor can help improve your company's ethics and compliance program, visit this month's sponsor, Affiliated Monitors, at www.affiliatedmonitors.com. Metrics on third parties. In a 2015 speech, Leslie Caldwell, then the Assistant Attorney General, for the first time laid out metrics the DOJ would consider in evaluating a corporate compliance program around third parties. Caldwell began with the following question. Does the institution sensitize third parties like vendors, agents, or consultants to the company's expectations that its partners are also serious about compliance? This inquiry was brought forward into the DOJ's 2017 evaluation and all subsequent updates to the evaluation. So what does this entail? Well, obviously management of the relationship. Recognizing that CCOs and compliance practitioners understand the need for business justification, questionnaire due diligence, compliance terms and conditions, I was gratified to see the DOJ finally focus on the final step in the life cycle of a third party relationship as a key metric for evaluation. This is because it is in the management of the third party relationship that continues to be a source of trouble and heartache for many companies. Caldwell said in her 2015 remarks, this means more than including boilerplate language in a contract. It means taking action, including termination of the business relationship if a partner demonstrates a lack of respect for laws and policies. And that attitude towards partner compliance must exist regardless of geographic location. While the 2020 resource guide itself only provides that companies should undertake some form of ongoing monitoring of third-party relationships. This means you must have an experienced compliance and audit team actively engaged in the corporate office and in the business units to ensure that financial controls and compliance policies are followed and that remedial measures for violations of gaps are tracked, implemented, and rechecked as additional detection and prevention. It is more than just sensitization, and there are several ways to do so. One way is through the relationship manager. The starting point for the management of a third-party relationship is, of course, your corporate relationship manager. You should have one for every third party with which your company does business. The relationship manager should be a business unit employee who is responsible for monitoring and maintaining and continuously evaluating the relationship between your company and the third party. 
a compliance professional. Just as a company needs a subject matter expert in anti-bribery compliance to be able to work with the business folks and answer questions that might come up in the day-to-day routine of doing business internationally, third parties also need access to such an SME. A third party may not be large enough to have its own compliance staff, so I advocate a company providing such a dedicated resource to third parties. I do not believe this will create a conflict of interest or that there will be other legal impediments to providing such services. They can, this can also include anti-corruption training for the third party, either through an on-site or remote mechanisms. The compliance professional should work closely with the relationship manager to provide advice, training, and communications to the third party. Compliance Oversight Committee. A company should have a Compliance Oversight Committee review all documents relating to the full panoply of a third party's relationship with the company. It can be a formal structure or some other type of group, but the key is to have senior management put a second set of eyes on third parties who might represent a company on the sales side of things. In addition to the basic concept of process validation, your management of third parties as third parties are recognized as the highest risk in both FCPA and UK Bribery Act compliance. After the commercial relationship has begun, the Compliance Oversight Committee should monitor the third-party relationship on no less than an annual basis. The annual audit should include a review of remedial due diligence investigations and evaluations of any new or supplemental risk associated with negative information discovered from a review of financial audit reports on the third party. The Compliance Oversight Committee should review any reports of material breach of contracts, including breaches of requirements around the company's code of ethics and code of conduct. In addition to the above remedial review, a compliance oversight committee should review all payments requested by the third party to assure such payments are within the company guidelines and is warranted by the contractual relationship with the third party. Audit. A key tool in managing the affiliation with a third party contract post-execution is auditing. Audit rights are a key clause in any compliance terms and conditions and must be secured. Your compliance audit should be a systemic, independent, and documented process for obtaining evidence and evaluating it objectively to determine the extent to which the compliance terms and conditions are followed. You should capture the data, analyze the data, and report on the data, which is an appropriate way to think through it. Finally, tying it all together. In addition to monitoring and oversight of your third parties, you should periodically review the health of your third party management program. The robustness of your program will go a long way towards preventing, detecting, and remediating any compliance issue before it becomes an all-encompassing FCPA violation. As with the steps laid out, you will need to fully document the steps you have taken so that a regulator can test your metrics. Caldwell's remarks around compliance metrics portended the evaluation in the second edition to the resource guide. So what are today's three key takeaways? Number one, it all starts with a relationship manager, obviously the first line of defense. Two, have a company oversight into all of your third parties. And number three, audit, monitor, and remediate on an ongoing basis. As the resource guide Second edition made clear remediation is an important component and indeed may be the most important component of any compliance program. This extends to third parties in a way that many compliance practitioners had not thought through previously. If I could ask you to do so, would you pass on to at least one person this podcast series on the nuts and bolts of compliance as I'm trying to expand my audience base for 31 days to a more effective compliance program. 
I hope you'll join me again tomorrow where I take up another topic in innovation and compliance. Thanks again for listening. 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.